Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The decline of moral and ethical integrity. Do you recall, it was July of last year, the five teens in Florida who filmed a uh, guy drowning in a pond? Yes. And they mocked him and recorded it and had it on their Mm -hmm. dreadful social media. And uh, they didn't help him. Right. They, they, none of them will be prosecuted. Uh, um, on what grounds? Because the, uh, they cannot be prosecuted because there is no state law that requires a bystander to help or get assistance for someone who is in danger. Then do we, do we, do we take, is it, should the private sector uh, promote who these guys are and then have them never work again? Cause I wouldn't trust them. Being my friend, my uh, kids' friends. The teen spotted 31-year-old Jamel Dunn struggling in a pond last July, but instead of helping, they videotaped him and then posted it online. In the minute-long video, the teens are heard laughing and yelling at Dunn, telling him that he is going to drown and that they are not going to help him. They called him dumb. State Attorney Phil Archer said in a statement, uh, he called the teens callous, but under state law, they cannot be prosecuted. Police said last year that Dunn walked into the pond by himself. They were unsure if he was suicidal, uh, but said he recently had an argument with his fiancée. Dunn's body wasn't found until five days after the incident, according to CBS Orlando affiliate WKMG-TV. What's what's being suicidal have to do with it? The, the, The five idiots who stood there, five feral, mindless youth, uh, what difference, they, they would have had no reason to know anything about this guy except he was a guy who needed help. And they, inst- instead of offering help, they did the exact We are not going thing. to help your ass. We're not going to help you. And One we of the think quotes. You're, we think you're a moron and you're going to drown, but we're filming it and we're laughing and we're getting a big kick out of it and we're going to post this online. That's a pretty good example of the center not holding. Well, and they didn't even, they didn't call, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. But no, there's no law that requiring them to. Uh, I don't know if the Florida legislature will take this up. Now for the opposite end of the spectrum, Chris Pratt is back in the news. Okay. The well, actor who had the, 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 the courage to speak his uh, truthful mind at the MTV Awards. Right. Uh, nine nine things to live by. by completely, Chris Pratt. completely, apparently. We're still trying to get him, aren't we? You were talking to Jason today, weren't you? Yeah. Are we going to get Chris Pratt on? He's, he was born in Virginia, Minnesota. He should have some allegiance here. I don't care if he left here when he was <laughs> he an was infant. He was here for a cup of coffee. He was but, here for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I, don't care. I think we're still working on it. Completely unafraid uh, of the backlash. And, and, and to 
to date, I have not been aware of any backlash he might have received for that. Maybe he's a big enough star that he's not going to, he doesn't worry about it. Hmm. Now he appeared at a, uh, he surprised police officers and fans alike when he showed up uh, at a charity fundraiser in Vacaville, California on Saturday for the coppers. Hmm. Just showed up. Unannounced. The event, a screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a film in which Pratt stars, was held at a Vacaville movie theater to benefit those members of law enforcement whose children have cancer. The 39-year-old Pratt attended the event, which was organized by the Vacaville Police Department and included a charity auction and film screening. The Vacaville Police Department shared a post Saturday on Facebook, which featured photos of the star, whose brother is a deputy at the Solano County Sheriff's Department. Uh, It showed him attending the function and visiting with fans and officers. The department expressed their appreciation for Pratt's surprise visit, which they said no one really saw coming, and noted that the room was filled with both shock and laughter for the entire event. Because hmm. that's another thing that would anger the club if right. you expressed any concern for law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, that's a big no-no. Uh, Chris Pratt comes to Vacaville, wrote the coppers. We were excited to be part of a remarkable event to combine a charitable auction with an entertainment that no one really saw coming. This afternoon, many local community members had purchased tickets to the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie. These tickets were not just for the movie event, however. They also participated in an amazing charity event organized within the local theater to raise money for kids of law enforcement families suffering from cancer. Little did anyone know that the star of the movie, Chris Pratt, would surprise everyone and show up to participate uh, in the charity auction and even stay to watch the movie. Isn't that he must be? He must be a guy. Must huh? be the real deal. He must be a guy. Cause this, cause a lot of this stuff doesn't seem like it would just be. You know, if you're trying too hard for publicity, this just seems like it's. It maybe it's a natural. I don't think he. In, I don't think he tele- telegraphed the fact that he was going to be there. He well, just showed up. That's what I'm he's saying. A guy. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it does not give me the feel of he's. He's forcing this. Pratt did uh, tweet about his experience. He wrote, just want to give a special shout-out to Solano County Sheriff's Office, Vacaville Police Department, Vacaville Fire, and Bruce Simpson at Brendan Theater. Additionally, the two young kids I met today whose fighting spirits encourage me, you're in my prayers. This guy isn't even afraid to use the word prayer. At the MTV Awards, he wasn't afraid to use the word God. Mm-hmm. A Hollywood so- star. What are, will the, be what are the new guys? What an are outcast. The, what are the new stuff? No, I have not read any uh, backlash about this guy. Yet. That could be a lesson to the other celebs who might want to, who might have some of the same feelings he has, but they are afraid. It's okay to go to Chick fil A. Yeah. It's okay to mention God. Right, it's, okay it's okay to say, have some grace. You get to have your own thoughts. Right. Well, that's fantastic. And he's one of the top Hollywood stars right now. I'll give you another. I'll give you another ray of hope. Okay. I just got this in the mail today from uh, Renita, who sent me a copy of her hometown newspaper, the Star Eagle, serving the New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva area. Joel, here's a ray of hope: teenagers and guns, but no murders. Uh, and it's a big uh, front page picture of the Clay Target Team Awards. Hmm. Uh, the N R H E G. What would that be? New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva. Target team posed together for a picture after holding their annual awards night and participating in a fun shoot together. Look at that. Nobody got nobody got mowed nice. down. 
Here's the and story. They could handle guns. They knew their way around the gun. They knew how to shoot the clays. Uh, then there's another big picture of the top 25 shooters. Pictured above are shooters from the NRHEG Clay Target Team who placed in the top 25 best shooters from the Gopher Conference. Let's give them, let's let's do the names. Props. Uh, Chancellor Olson. Chancellor? Yeah. Conventionally spelled? Yeah. Okay. Evan Doberstein. Caden Bouvet. Owen Preschel. Alex Doberstein. Dalton Cray and Noah Allender. Nice. All right. Good for them. <clears throat> yeah. That's a ray of hope, isn't it? Uh, that's a definite ray of hope. All right. Relationship with a dream, Joe Suchere. My life is cold. You put the flame on it. This heart of mine. You wrote your name on it. Mm -hmm. You know that 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 trap those trap shooting kids. Yep. They would have helped that kid. They would have helped that guy out of the pond. They would have helped that guy out of the pond. You know what? We got to remember, most people would have helped that guy out of the pond. Uh, yes. I watched the entire video again during the break. Mm-hmm. And, and not only were they foul mouth, but they were they were taunting. Why is that video still available? I don't know. I, I, was, I looked for the story, and then I saw the video still available. And they went. Where, and, where is it? What did you go to YouTube? Uh, yeah, it was just. Why? Uh, why would that? Why would that be so uncharitably uh, available to people? I don't know. In disbelief, I clicked on it, and the entire video was still there. There's a um, teens mock the, the drowning, and there's a warning prior to. But once he goes down, they go, "Oh man, he's not coming up. He's mm-hmm. not going to come up." Mm-hmm. Well, he's in the middle of a pond. I don't. I don't know. The only thing they could have done was, you know, jump into trouble. Well, there to were save five them. of them. They could have made a chain, right? In fact, tell me that would would could the five of them held each other's hand and reached out to the guy? I, it's I, described as a pond. I can't. I don't know how deep it is because the guy was in the middle of the pond and, and he could not. Was he flailing? Uh, yes, he, his head goes up and down, and then I can't give you the audio because they're pretty foul mouthed and they're kind of laughing. And then, oh man, he's really. Oh wow. He's not coming up, and that's it. He's the guy's right there, and there. Once he goes down, it, the the uh, water goes. Well, soft. let's try to remember that that most people, I'm I'm desperately hoping, would have made some attempt to help the guy. You know, throw him a yes. branch, do yeah, something, right? But yeah, it, it yeah. seems to me you are. Uh, you're emboldening, emboldening. What's the word I want? You are. Uh, these kids are still living off what they think is the fame of them taking this. It's bad enough that they're. Uh, it's bad enough that they're not going to be prosecuted. But now uh, it's just doubling down to allow this to still be seen because these morons are the type that will say, "Yeah, that was us." Why don't you get uh, go on? Our video's still up. You can still see it. 
And they probably got buddies who think, well, that'd be great. Let's just go still see it. It's, it's just, uh, it's a crying shame. Say, uh, do you remember the feminist professor who declared that women should have a right to hate men? Yes. Uh, well, she now says, well, let's just hate white people. Oh, we're opening up to just all white people. This is the failed academy. Uh, her name is Susanna Denuda Walters, Northeast University. And she wrote a piece for the uh, Washington Post called Why Can't We Hate White Men? I don't even know why the Washington Post found that agreeable enough to print. She asked, is it really so illogical to hate men given a land of legislatively legitimated toxic masculinity? As the Northeastern University is a woman's studies professor. She also told male allies that they can aid the cause with a few actions, such as pledge to vote for feminist women only. Don't run for office. Don't be in charge of anything. Step away. We got this. And please know that your crocodile tears won't be wiped away by us anymore. Mm. We have every right to hate you. You have done us wrong. Because patriarchy. It's hashtag because patriarchy. It is long past time to play hard for team feminism and win. Look her up for me. All right. Uh, Susanna with a Z. S. U-Z-A-N-N-A, Danuta, D-A-N-U-T-A, Walters. I, I, I'm su- I suppose it's misogynistic of me to wonder what she looks like. Uh, but I can't I think help you kind of get the look here, the short hair, the... Um, let me put on... Here, turn it again towards me. Let me see if I can make one big here. Mm-hmm. No, that's not... I, I, can't, I can't divine anything from a photograph. It's just that my curiosity... Yeah, yeah. She has the um, the prof look. Yeah, the uh, the I belong to the. That's terribly uncaring of me to wonder what she looks like, but no, I, I. Sometimes that helps round out your opinion about someone. Yes. Well, she sounds dreadful, just dreadful. All right, I'm trying to find her street creds here. Uh, um, she she spoke to yeah. Go ahead. Her thesis. Um. Lives Together, Worlds Apart, Mothers and Daughters in Popular Culture. That was in 1990. I wonder if she has a family of her own. Um, she gained her PhD from New York, from City University of New York in 90. Mm-hmm. Personal life uh, not offered here on Wikipedia. I would imagine not. She would probably think that would be nobody's business. Author of several books, The Tolerance Trap, How God, Genes, and Good Intentions Are Sabotaging Gay Equality. Who in the hell would read that? Um, <clears throat> my guess is most of the pride people that marched, Yeah, I don't even think they would read uh, the tolerance trap. Well, not only that, but most of the pride people that march probably don't hate anybody. They're just well, there why to... does she have to use the word hate? Let's hate men, and now she's including in that sphere, let's hate all white people. <sighs> and she is a, uh, I'm sure she's tenured, and she can say whatever she wants and write whatever she wants. Well, what what kind of what kind of experience which could you ever possibly have in her classroom? Okay, let's see. Now that was ninety ninety two, uh, ninety three New York Criminal Law Handbook. Okay, that doesn't. Okay, Material Girls ninety five, Making Sense of the Feminist Cultural Theory, mm-hmm. and then in two thousand one, All the Rage: The Story of Gay Visibility in America. You think if she wandered into a pond? 
and was flailing and drowning, she would accept the help of a uh, white male? I think she would. Wouldn't you think so? And even though I probably uh, don't agree with anything, uh, if I saw her flailing in the pond, I, w- I would make, I don't know what attempt I would make. Well, but I would, I I would, would say, wait attempt. a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I, I, I just saw a picture of you uh, on my radio show a couple of months ago. Is your name uh, Susanna Denuda Walters? <laughs> and if she said yes, I'd have to say, yeah, let me think about it. Let me just think about it for a minute. Let me just see what's going on. Your money or your life. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hey, you're a tough gal. Come on, get out of it. Let's go. Here, here we go. You think she'd accept the help of a white male police officer? If she was in the middle of a pond, I bet. Flailing in in the middle of the pond? Hell yeah. Well, then she went on to say she spoke to the Chronicle of Higher Education about her op-ed, noting uh, she doesn't hate men in some generic way, but that women's legitimate rage against those who've systematically abused them makes sense. Uh, How has she been systematically abused? She's a PhD. She's got a got a job in a completely made up right. field uh, earning whatever she's earning and getting she all doesn't her... seem happy does she that, doesn't lot. seem she's successful she's a successful female I don't know what her background is it's not offered in her um, Wikipedia page but she's successful but she doesn't seem happy a lot of your mysterians aren't happy I'd want to be happy I know that's why you're not a mysterian right and and We've often said Mysterians don't like people. Well, here's a classic example of a Mysterian who just doesn't like people. We had the uh, Rutgers professor who didn't like the fact that uh, other people had discovered the uh, whatever the hell he went to in uh, Harlem, the deli or whatever. He, He couldn't stand the fact that other people had also discovered that and it was driving him crazy. Well, there's more on her uh, on, on hating uh, on hating white people. I'll have to get to that in a moment because I'm running out of time. We're going to be back in a moment, but now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. All right. We are seeing a little bit of a bounce back after yesterday's big sell-off. Stocks have been on the plus side all day today, holding on to gains. The Dow Jones Industrial Average ahead 76 points. The NASDAQ Composite is up 33, and the S&P 500 is ahead 9 points. President Trump back at it on Twitter today. What else is new this time? Taking aim at Harley-Davidson one day after the motorcycle maker said it would shift U.S. production of bikes it sells in the European Union to other countries to avoid paying tariffs. Via Twitter, Mr. Trump said a Harley-Davidson should never be built in another country, and if they move, it will be the beginning of the end. Mr. Trump suggested the company was using the tariffs as an excuse to shift production overseas. Hundreds of thousands of soybean farmers are rethinking their strategy because of a growing fear that a potential trade war with China would cripple the industry. Soybean farmers say they already are feeling the pinch. The back and forth between the two nations has caused significant price drops for soybeans this year, just months ahead of harvest season. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Bruce, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in one hour. Meanwhile, 
Hey, you got to check out what's going on at our website, 1500ESPN.com. 1500ESPN.com has got a whole wealth of information for you, like how you can find out when the Adrian Heath show is going to be taken on the road. Well, it is now. Adrian and Jamie Weston will be live Tonight, 6 to 7 at the local downtown Minneapolis, presented by Heineken. Come out for soccer talk, drink specials, and prizes. Check it all out. You want more details? The Adrian Heath Show tonight at the local, 6 to 7. Go to 1500ESPN.com, keyword event. Commencing Garage Logic segment number 8. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 69 degrees. Twins open up a nine-game road trip tonight against the White Sox in Chicago. That is weather permitting. Uh, Lance Lynn will pitch for the Twins. Righty Ronaldo Lopez will pitch for the White Sox. Twins did announce uh, that spot on the roster they had open because they optioned Ryan Lamar over the weekend. They have filled that with Jake Cave. He's being brought up from Rochester. He's had a couple uh, times through with the Twins this year already. A couple of home runs in those two appearances. Links in action at home tonight. They'll play the Seattle Storm at the Target Center. New Wild GM Paul Fenton today announcing Tom Curvers as the new assistant general manager. Curvers a senior advisor for the Tampa Bay Lightning the past 10 seasons. He's a native of Minneapolis. Didn't he play for the Gophers? Uh, he played in Duluth, I believe. In Duluth? Yep. Uh, he is a native of Minneapolis. Played 11 years in the NHL before having various jobs in front offices around the NHL. Brad Parsons is the new Department of Natural Resources Fisheries Chief. DNR Commissioner Tom Landwehr announcing the appointment late this morning. Parsons currently is head of the fisheries in the DNR Central Region. 31-year agency veteran who replaced Don Pereira. Uh, Don, retired. News notes from today. While that standoff with police in New Hope continues, or man is apparently holding two children hostage, Another situation has apparently started in Forest Lake, according to the Star Tribune. Not a lot of details on that one, but a man there has apparently crashed his car into a house and poured gasoline around in a garage where he's barricaded himself. Uh, Obviously, any new info we get on either of those situations, we will pass along to you as it becomes available. John, as is our custom. Uh Uh, Joe, go ahead, please. Joe, to confirm your stand that reporting is not what it used to be, the fact that he was in the middle of a pond does not tell me anything. Is it a 20-foot pond or is it a 200-foot pond? Yeah, it's, I would like to know the same thing. Could they reach him if they joined hands? Yeah. Or was it ridiculous to try? And I can't really condone at all what they did do, but one wonders what they possibly could have done. Yeah. All right, thank you. That's why I was asking you, can you tell the size of the pond? It, it was it, very large. All right. Um, too large probably for them to do a human chain. But I don't think they intended to do a human chain well, because of their... I don't think they intended to do anything. Like, right. At least uh-huh. call you, for help. If right. Sure, else, they each but, had a phone. Right. Yeah, exactly. well, they did. Yeah, you're going down. You're yeah. not coming back. Okay, yeah. Johnny. By tonight, three bridges across the Minnesota River in Scott County will be closed. Scott County Sheriff's Department announcing the bridge in Jordan would close. They announced that over the weekend. Then yesterday, they announced the Minnesota Department of Transportation would close the Highway 41 Minnesota River Bridge at 9 a.m. this morning. That's now closed. With the river still days away from reaching its crest, emergency management officials say those bridges will stay closed for some time, forcing drivers to find what they call a new normal. In addition to the Jordan Bridge on County Road 9, the Blake 
Oakley Bridge on County Road 1 closed Monday and Highway 41 in Chaska closed today, limiting options for drivers looking to cross the Minnesota River. Mitt Romney will learn today if he'll continue to reboot his political career as voters are deciding a primary in the race for a Utah Senate seat vacated by Orrin Hatch, who's retiring after more than 40 years. The former GOP presidential candidate has deflected attacks on his one-time criticism of President Trump during the campaign while saying his political clout would help Utah punch above its weight in Washington, D.C. Romney said in an op-ed published Sunday in the Salt Lake Tribune, the Trump administration's policies have exceeded his expectations in its first year, but he pledged to continue to speak out when the president says or does something which is divisive, racist, sexist, anti-immigrant, dishonest, or destructive to Democratic institutions. His opponent is State Representative Mike Kennedy. Kennedy says he's the true local conservative who would work better with Trump. His pitch won over hardline-leaning delegates at the party convention in April, but was being put to the test today among the more moderate GOP voters around that state. As you might expect, the desolate, remote East Antarctic Plateau is home to the Earth's coldest temperatures. What is surprising, however... Those temps are even colder than previously thought. Wait a minute. I, I thought the oceans were rising due to the melting. Yeah. Not really. Not, huh? not this spot. Huh. Not this week. Huh. The uh, latest data, which comes from 2013, it reached 148 below zero. That's pretty cold. Fahrenheit. So, Where is this, John? Uh, it's the East Antarctic Plateau. I see. And it is uh, traditionally the Earth's coldest spot. Uh, All of these new numbers come from an updated analysis of satellite data first reported in 2013. At the time, scientists reported observing temps of 135 below, already the coldest temps ever observed on Earth. I wonder if you're down there and you you get up and you're grousing that that it's 135 below. I wonder if you say, (laughs) I wonder what the temperature is supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) The new analysis, which you do, you are tough. (laughs) Yeah. The analysis, which used data collected by NASA's Terra and Aqua satellites and the Polar Operational Environmental Satellites during the Southern Hemisphere's winter between 2004 and 2016, turned up even lower lows within small pockets buried six to nine feet deep in the ice surface on the southern side of Antarctica's frigid high ridges. Clear winter skies and bone-dry air create the ideal weather conditions for the temps. Since cold air is denser than the warmer air above it, it moves downwards, collecting in hollows and getting even colder still if the conditions are favorable. U.S. Senator Rand Paul is suing that neighbor who admitted to tackling Rand as he mowed his yard. The Bowling Green Daily News reports the complaint seeks uh, compensatory. Got it right the first nice try. Johnny, huh? Nice, Johnny. Oh, nice. Yeah. Seeks compensatory and punitive damages from neighbor Rene Boucher for uh, physical pain and mental suffering from the November assault. Boucher says his actions were brought on by Paul repeatedly stacking yard debris near a shared property line. Paul suffered multiple... Yard debris. Yard debris. There's debris. Paul suffered multiple fractured ribs when Boucher attacked him. The lawsuit calls Boucher's actions unnecessarily cruel, malicious, willful, wanton, and with total disregard for Paul's rights, life, and liberties. Lawsuit charges that Paul has been deprived of his enjoyment of life and left with an increased likelihood of injury and disease. It also asked to prevent Boucher from contacting the Paul family, or Boucher will continue, it says, the pattern of stalking and harassment. He pleaded guilty to assaulting a member of Congress, was sentenced this month to 30 days in jail and a 10 thousand dollar fine isn't the neighbor a doctor yes yeah you got a doctor and a congressman here Uh uh-huh yeah i don't want that doctor working on me no yard waste a couple of old school athletes say they want today's athletes to speak up on social issues 
Hall of Fame outfielder Hank Aaron said over the weekend he supports athletes who use their platform to speak about social and political issues, adding... He wouldn't visit the White House today if he were part of a championship-winning team. He said at a ceremony for the Hank Aaron Champion for Justice Awards in Atlanta, there's nobody at the White House I want to see. He said, I can understand where the players are coming Stop from. Melania. <laughs> right. You see her, would you? How you doing? What's up, baby? Hey, baby. Aaron said, I can understand where the players are coming from. I really do. I understand they have their own issues and things they feel conviction about. Uh, He said he actually has some regret for not speaking up more when he played ball. He said, to be honest, I feel somewhat guilty. I didn't do possibly as much as I could have done. Hank is a very strange and interesting character. Mm -hmm. He has saved every single piece of hate mail that he's received over his life. I, I wish he had not received any. But he has saved every bit of it, and he often revisits it and reads it. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He received some doozies from what I've read when oh, he was approaching the record. stuff. Yeah. So what? What is he? For what reason is it his therapy? He's, is it? I don't know. I think Hank is a, a deep thinking guy, and I think he's got some issues. I think he's been traumatized by a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, meanwhile, basketball Hall of Famer Oscar Robertson calling for more athletes, black and white, to take stands against social injustice. He accepted a Lifetime Achievement Award at the NBA Award Show last night. The Big O spoke positively about those fighting for equality. He also added, the only thing that really bothers me, uh, where are the white athletes when all this is happening? Robertson expanded upon his point by saying all athletes, black and white, should use their platform to raise awareness. Hank Aaron, I think, gave one of the great quotes in sports mm-hmm. when he hit the, what was what was, what what was it to beat Babe? The 716th? 715. 715. Yep. And they stopped the play, and his mother ran out and hugged him, and afterwards Hank said, I didn't know she could hug so hard. <laughs> That's great. Also, do you remember where he hit the ball? He hit it to, I think, a, I think a relief pitcher named David House caught it. Does that he, ring a yeah, bell? Yeah, hit it. Tom House, I Tom think. House, Tom House. And he, yep. and he hit it over a, a, a sign on the outfield for a bank that said, think of it as money. <laughs> I hope it meant some money to him. I don't know. Yeah. After, I didn't know she could hug so hard. Mm-hmm. That's a great quote. That's like the my other favorite quote when uh, uh, Crenshaw was asked what happened when he lost the Masters. He said, ran out of towels because it was raining. <laughs> Uh, the other thing about the Aaron thing, a lot of people, this got brought up when Craig Sager passed away. The fella in the raincoat chasing Hank around the bases. Yeah, the, Craig, there were two, two dummies or two guys? Well, this one was a reporter. This was Craig Sager, mm. who went on to become famous. At that point, he was a uh, a local radio uh, guy who just went was nuts. There covering the story and ran around. And He's got on a long brown raincoat. You can't miss yeah. it. I, I can still see that in my mind's eye. Yep, and then he became famous, of course, and unfortunately <clears throat> passed away a couple years back oh. from cancer. So He became famous not only for being pretty good at what he did, but for what he wore. Yeah, the sports coats, yeah. the, uh, very fancy. <laughs> he has got, he, his sport coats, though, had nothing on today's NBA players. Well, good point. Did you see James Harden's... Uh, <laughs> I, what is that? It's an army uniform or something. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> is Dave Dahl ready? Yes, please. forecast here in Garage Logic, brought to you by the fine folks at MetaFast Weight Control Centers. Don't forget to tell them the Rook sent you. I 
Here's Dave Dole. Thanks, Joe. We're still stuck at 69 degrees. We have some fog out there mixed with some light rain and drizzle around the metro. A large area of low pressure is spinning very slowly eastward through eastern Iowa, and that's going to keep this moisture around. So expect cloudy skies, some light rain, drizzle, and some fog overnight tonight. Low temperature dropping down to about 64, light and variable breeze. Tomorrow, patchy morning fog, otherwise partly sunny in the afternoon, getting up to a warm and sticky 85. The dew points are going to stay high tomorrow. Thursday up to 90, 96 on Friday, heat indices over 100, probably up there around 105. And uh, then Saturday, some morning and nighttime thunderstorms are possible, but still around 90. It does cool down for Sunday, a scattering of showers and storms, especially early in the day, 84 for the high. But it heats right back up as we head toward the 4th of July, 88 Monday, 92 on Tuesday. And right now it looks like about 94 for the 4th of July. Are you seeing any storms here or are we going to be capped? Uh, for for the Fourth of July, anywhere we, along here. Well, we yeah we're going to get some thunderstorms. It looks like uh, late Saturday or late Friday night into early Saturday, and again late Saturday probably nighttime, and then early Sunday. So late Friday, early Saturday, late Saturday, early Sunday, best time for getting some thunderstorms. And but it's going to stay hot, of course, obviously with the highs in the nineties most of the next seven days. Going for a high or low today tonight down to sixty four. Right now we're at 69. I have the records for the day, Joe. June 26. 99. 99. In 1931. In 1931. 46. 46. 1926. 1926. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Jim, go ahead. Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm calling from the filthy city of Duluth per Rolling Stone magazine. Are you covered in hey. grime? Uh, I got a shower again. Third yeah. one today. Yeah. Uh, that story you read about... Uh, Rand Paul and the doctor fighting. If you look a little deeper into the story, that doctor's a practologist uh, with such a crappy job. That probably explains his anger. That that's not why I called. All right. Uh, did you ever talk about the the Bering Sea? How it dropped from 2016 to 2017, the largest drop any one single year, four degrees, along with the North Pacific. And I'm drawing a blank on the ocean that's above the Bering Sea. My geography's off. Uh, but it was the single largest drop ever. We keep hearing about all the, the seas warming. I actually tried to get a hold of Paul Douglas. He did a Nova show and left a message in regards to this, and I never got a, an answer back because he has flip-flopped on climate change, as you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Nova show I watched was full of bs big time what do you mean but what do you mean what do you mean douglas flipped is he now come to his senses or is he gone no, over? no he was he was against yeah he was a conservative and strongly against climate change and now he's flipped into believing it and he did this uh that was from the time the, he worked with paul majors yeah <laughs> yeah he must he did a special on nova it was about three weeks ago and it's been repeated since in regards to climate change and how we got to do something. All right. And he put his two cents in there. But it'd be nice to find someone to give an answer on why you don't hear about that. It's uh, the Bering Sea. I'll look it up. Thank you. The Chuck Chi Sea is above the Bering. Thank you. What? The Chuck Chi Sea is above the Bering Sea. That's what he was looking for. The Chuck C Sea? Chuck Chi Sea. Chuck Chi Sea? C H U K C H I. I wanted to finish uh, on this uh, professor. Yes, this Susanna is. Danuta Walters, hating every. She wants to now go into hating everybody, not just uh, men. Uh, she said uh, that she could ask with legitimacy, "Why can't we hate white people?" 
Uh, Walters also pushed back against the supposition that such a question can be interpreted as hate speech since almost all acts of gun violence against children in our schools are committed by white men. No, white, white youth, maybe. And therefore, it's white men who are actually guilty of weaponized hate speech. Wow, she's over the edge, isn't she? Yeah. So to talk about a feminist author who writes an op-ed with data that is indisputable and says we have a right to anger, to say that that is hate speech is absolutely ludicrous, she told the Campus Chronicle. Uh, In addition, uh, Walters told the Chronicle, the world would be a better place for men and for women if we did away with gender altogether. No gender. Gender norms, gender binaries, and so on. Uh, and God knows men would be happier and better people if we did away with that, but they clearly also benefited from it. No, it's just, he's nuts. Nuts. The, the guy I was thinking of from Rutgers. Yeah, who's that? Kelsey uh, reminded me. His name was, uh, uh, what's his name? He's a professor, James Livingston. And re- remember, he went into the Shake, uh, what's it called? He went into the Shake Shack? No, the Harlem Shake. Uh, on 124th and Lenox in Harlem, and he had a, a fit uh, because white children were there. Remember that one? And he I said, you, you, you have to leave here now. So, yeah. Who's this, man? Shannon. Hi, Joe. Hi. I was at Home Depot this weekend looking for some paint, and their paint has a green paint called Climate Change. There's a paint called Climate Change? Yep. Is that the name of a color or? Yep, it's a color. It's green. It's green. Thank you very much. Yep. It's an end of the world. Bye. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel Climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the room? You see our new room? It's green colored. Get oh, it? what, do, what do you call that green? This Livingston said, I don't want little Caucasians overrunning my life as they did last night at the Harlem Shake. Please, God, remand them to the suburbs where they and their parents can colonize every restaurant, all the while pretending that the idiotic indulgence of their privilege signifies cosmopolitan, you know, as in sophisticated European commitments. I, some of these people are, are cracking up, I think. Yeah. And they're, I, I think they've lost, they've run out of things to be angry about. So now they're reaching into the daily travails of just living life. And they're cracking up about that. This guy's a history professor. She's the professor of gender studies, which I can't imagine what a degree in gender studies right. w- would do for you. But they run out of stuff to get worried about. So they're inventing new stuff. This guy went into a, a burger joint and went nuts because there were white kids in there. <laughs> they've, they've completely run out of stuff to complain about. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self-Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. You got anything else for today? The uh, the English people really don't react to heat waves very well. 
when it gets into the 80s in the in the UK, the tabloids are are uh, almost hysterical with alarm and uh, warnings and pictures of people trying to stay cool. It's going to be a hundred here this weekend. I can't wait. It's going to well, be great. I, I can wait. I but like I'm it. not going to, you know, it's not going to shut my life down. I'm getting to that point where I need to uh, unplug from the news. Well, you are? Mm-hmm. Just a, a little bit of a break so it's uh, you can hit the refresh button. You, and- you have to, if you, what have I told you? If you woke up in a windowless room yep. and all you had on was CNN, you'd think that the world was ending. But if you get away from the news and you stay away from your iPad and your phone and yep. the television... And even the newspapers, which pains me. I like to read the newspapers. Uh, you think the world's great. It's a great place. Well, the world help, you know, can't be too bad when you've got climate change for a uh, a paint. Yeah, uh, Santa Bell Jim just sent me the color code. You can you can go online and find it. <laughs> See, it's climate change. Okay. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 71 degrees. Uh, the sports segment is coming up next with Patrick, James, Stephen, Roycey.